Today on the show, another Bayou priest in a unique ministry, responding to others as people, rebooting fatherhood, our picks of the week, and so much more. The Catholic Underground starts right now. Hi there. Uh, It is time for the CU Weekly. We're the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. It's episode number 396, Wow! if you can believe that. Uh, I am Father Chris Decker. Joining me this week, we've got Kathleen Lee. She's the executive director of the Women's New Life Center here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hey, Kathleen. Hi. And also, we've got Olivia Galino. She is the Louisiana Culinary Ambassador to Sicily. And she joins us this week because she, she's been on vacation, a family vacation, mm-hmm. and now you're back. I am. I'm here. That's Hello. Right. And she brought uh, some recipes with her. Yeah. But if we had taste-o-vision and uh, taste waves, mm-hmm. then you'd be able to taste them. We might talk about them a little bit. Too bad. I'll just have to eat them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so uh, let's go uh, up the pneumatic tube where the almond cookies go to uh, the Jeff Star One near Earth Orbit Satellite and to Jeff Blackwell. Well, thank you there, Father. Yeah, delicious cookies. And it's mm-hmm. a semi-formal night here on the Jeff Star One, so we're looking That's forward right. to the program. Yeah, for, for those of you uh, uh, watching on the radio, uh, Jeff has his bow tie mm-hmm. on. Very nice. Because nice red. Yeah, sometimes you just got to. So, so I'm told. Mm-hmm. I actually, you know, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you're aware that there is kind of an unofficial, they made it a little bit more official in the in these uh, latter days, um, but that when a priest or when a seminarian finishes his clinical pastoral summer, mm-hmm. the last time that he has to wear a tie, there mm-hmm. is a tie cutting ceremony. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I did not know That's right, because I haven't worn a tie in 12 and a half years. Wow. And you miss it dearly, don't you? Not at all. Well, I will say this: I I miss the ability to, um, how shall you say, uh, to to kind of emote with accessories. Mm. You okay. know, mm. um, but you don't need that because you're already good at emoting. Well, that's true. Without yeah, accessories, I don't need a, I don't need a tie. To <laughs> he doesn't tell you need how filters for no. his emotions. That's, no. that's very true. That's very true. And and generally, as a as a sign of simplicity of life. Uh, uh, at least I choose not mm. to wear a whole lot of bling or whatever. Yeah. In fact, it's excruciating to wear the Fitbit, but I got to keep up the Fitbit, mm. you know, mm-hmm. so. So I should cancel the pinky ring that I Cancel ordered. that. Dang it all. Yeah. Yes, just <laughs> cancel that. A little signet ring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, what's really funny is our first segment today is about a priest that, that many of us know well, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Father Jeff Bahi, and he's a, a priest in the Baton Rouge Diocese. And uh, I'm just returning from his 40th anniversary wow. mass. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it was really beautiful. Um, and, uh, and Bishop Duca um, gave some remarks uh, at the end of mass. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, said, uh, he said, well, <laughs> he says, uh, there are only two things that really come to mind uh, that speak to me in the liturgy. He says, you know, I wore my small ring today. And, uh, and if you look over at Father Jeff, uh, you see that his ring is bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> he says, but it has the Blessed Mother on it. Oh. He says, and everything you need to know. Uh, he says, so whenever you go and talk to him after Mass, uh, don't kiss his ring, but notice it. Yeah. Says, In fact, you can see it from here, and everybody just lost it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, congratulations to Father Jeff for his 40 years. He was mm-hmm. my vocation director wow. um, yeah. and uh, kind of scouted me, you know, like... Uh, mm-hmm. They, they do in the in the in the minor leagues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Look at you with uh, your sports reference. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wasn't a hard sell, by the way. Yeah. I, you know, I, I um, he says, have you ever thought about making a, a discernment retreat to consider being a priest? I said, oh, is that what they're called? Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, how do I? How Thank do you I for do the terminology. That? Let's right. do it. That's right. Let's do it. Um, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. But in addition to being the vocation director for a while, uh, Father Jeff 
has also um, been involved in a very important apostolate that actually has taken uh, has been taken notice by the Holy Father, mm. by bishops across the country, and that is uh, human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, he might be a Catholic priest who uh, who is a full time pastor and all of that. Um, and he's also now uh, running a house for victims of human trafficking, but mm-hmm. he's always the first to admit that, in fact, he did today, that it's, it's the women mm. that are leading the yeah. fight, and uh, it's specifically women religious. It was really cool at Mass today to see, I mean, a Greek phalanx. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just a, a whole swath of, of women religious mm-hmm. uh, that were in the front pews. Um, uh, Bahi told uh, Crux News during a Vatican conference on human trafficking um, that uh, that the heroes of today in today's church for the fight against human trafficking are the religious women. It's not the bishops, he says. It's not the priests. It's religious women. Mm. And how beautiful that is that that those who have given their lives as brides of Christ uh, recognize that that great dignity uh, for mm. all women. You know, mm. and it's really a, a fascinating thing. And it's hard for us to think about. Uh, but but Baton Rouge, um, because it's on the Interstate 10 corridor, mm. is one of like the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, places it's in the crazy. United States yeah. for human trafficking. Yeah, and it's I I have actually I have a cousin who works for uh, the sheriff's department who uh, who talked about his work. That's uh, one of the things that he he works with. And he says we don't even think about it, but but people will uh, young women will be um, kind of tricked mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. into thinking they're going to a language school or something like mm-hmm. that, and they get here they're they're put into a van and yeah, and then they they yeah. must they they start. Wow. Yeah, they start in the sex trade. Yeah, wow. that's one thing I know. You know, working next to Delta, our abortion clinic here, mm-hmm. I'd never. I you know, it's not the first thing I think about, but it's a huge correlation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that we have women. You know, we're con- we're constantly on the lookout for that as well. Yeah. Right. women who are being trafficked, and mm-hmm. and how do you, how do you even spot that? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and, yeah. And then and then once you're like pretty sure, what do you do right. about it? You know. That's true because it makes it stands to reason that right. that um, mm-hmm. if something happens in the midst of of, uh, of of them doing what they're forced to do, right. you know, at, at the peril of their own lives, yeah. then then they would consider something like an abortion. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, so I, I never really thought about that, yeah. but there is a real connection. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. gosh, what a yeah, what a, a difficult uh, yeah. uh, ministry um, and an apostolate that that you uh, undertake. Yeah. But this is one of the things that uh, where these things begin to dovetail too. Uh, because of Father Bahi, who is a priest of the Diocese of Baton Rouge, he purchased a home early in the 1980s, hoping to turn it into a Catholic retreat center for young people. And while I was in the seminary, we heard about this place yeah. every other week, you know. Um, but it, it's one of those things that it didn't it didn't get off the ground. It never mm-hmm. got started, and uh, something happened. You know, Father Jeff knew he wanted to do something important, mm-hmm. and he knew that there was an opportunity to purchase this home. He says every young priest has a desire to change the next generation. Today he said, uh, and he says, whenever I was ordained a priest 40 years ago, uh, I couldn't believe the church had gone 2,000 years without me. He says, and after 40 years, I know exactly why it has done as it has, you know, because it isn't about us, right? right. Yeah. Uh, so, so he tried. Uh, after several reboots, the retreat center never took off. And then in 2002, he met Sister Eugenio Bonetti. And she's an Italian nun who is one of the leading crusaders uh, against sex trafficking in the church. So... She, she goes all over, um, and, and over the last 25 years, she's pioneered some of the first programs dedicated to rescuing women from, from the practice of, uh, of, of the sex trade, of, of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, her work has even attracted, as we said, uh, Pope Francis's attention, and uh, she actually has penned the meditations uh, for this, uh, I believe it was this, maybe this past year's Good mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. 
um, uh, at Rome's Colosseum. And so there was a particular focus on human trafficking. Very cool. Uh, Father Bahi says her passion and her compassion is infectious, mm-hmm. recalling that uh, first encounter that they had. And it's hard to, like, out um, passion Father Jeff, if you've <laughs> yeah. ever met him. Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine that he really was taken yeah. um, by, by uh, her work. And, and so Father Bahi said, I'm not going to do this without women religious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so she told him, she inspired him, you may want to think about turning this property that you have into a home for adolescent girls mm-hmm. to rescue them from the sex trade. And that's exactly what happened. So mm-hmm. uh, Sister Bonetti um, found five Sisters of Mercy. They have taken up residence at what's called Metanoia Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's after the Greek word that really means a change of mind, literally, mm-hmm. but it, it has to do with a change of heart, mm-hmm. right? When we talk about a metanoia, kind mm-hmm. of a changing of the person from one uh, mode of thought and of action to another. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you remember, Jeff, that the heart is the seat of wisdom. So mm-hmm. meta, metatanoia. Anyway, um, so uh, so he says that to live and to care for these girls is 24-hour work, and it's it's not just something you can pay just anyone to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be a calling, and so that's where the women religious come in. Um, the, the, the state now has 16 private rooms where women, all adolescents, they average uh, an age of, of 13 years old. That's the mm-hmm. average age wow. yeah. of a victim of human trafficking. Um, and so this is a place, and it's actually, it's, it's not, nobody knows where right. it is. Yeah. We, yeah. we know about where it is, but we don't know where it is. And, uh, and this is so that they can live in, um, in, in tranquility mm-hmm. and in safety mm-hmm. and, uh, and to try to get unshackled, you mm-hmm. know, as they want to restart their lives. And uh, Father Jeff says that uh, although religious sisters staff the home, their only mission is to provide a new start. And not mm-hmm. to proselytize. I mean, oh, that's okay. an important thing too. Yes, is is yeah. it, when you're starting with the dignity of the human person, that's not necessarily the time to begin introducing all of the right. yeah. all of the treasury of faith. I right. mean, at that point, the the most uh, the most treasure that you should be introducing is the one towards charity. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, um, and in fact. Um, it reminds me of my favorite play, uh, The Man of La Mancha, mm-hmm. where uh, crazy Don Quixote comes in and he sees the the prostitute and uh, he calls her Dulcinea. He doesn't call her by her name, Aldonza, but he calls her Dulcinea. And calling her the sweet one, she begins to adopt that uh, that identity. She wants to be Dulcinea, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is exactly what is being allowed here, is, mm-hmm. is the women to see their true worth through mm-hmm. the charity of right. the sisters. And that really, really is something... Uh, Father Jeff says they can go to any church of their choosing or no church at all. It's not just a Catholic shelter, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but that's really kind of, we, we need to get them out of yeah. human trafficking and we need to get them back into to life because uh, I can only, mm-hmm. I can't even fathom how mm-hmm. traumatic it must yeah. be, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when you lived a normal life and then yeah. you, you know, you, you took bait mm-hmm. for, for something you thought mm-hmm. was going to maybe give you a leg up yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, into an, into a you know, some form of learning or something. And, and it's, I, for me, it's so wise and discerned, you can tell from Father Jeff, because, mm-hmm. you know, that he allows women yeah. to do this work. Yes. You know, in, in our work at our clinic, we have um, a lot of good men who, we have a, a staff of women, mm-hmm. um, and we have a lot of good men who recognize that, like, these, like, you know, these women, most of the ones who come in our doors, and definitely the ones who come through Father Jeff's door, um, are, are, have been hurt mm-hmm. by yeah, men. Traumatized. Yeah. 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 And so, so the way to, to encounter them is through women. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, and we have some people who don't, who don't get that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, and so that I'm like totally in love with that idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, there comes a time where motherhood, mm-hmm. uh, it, I mean, fatherhood certainly is important. We'll talk about sure, it a little yeah. bit later. But there, there is this, this beautiful mutuality that has to be understood, especially when somebody's encountering trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and where do you go when you've been traumatized in any way? Yeah. You go to your mama, mama you yeah, know. Yeah. And, uh, and these women are religious. I mean, just I was sitting in the sanctuary looking out at them and uh, seeing how, how infectious all their smiles were. Mm-hmm. They were. They were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really something that whenever, especially whenever a mother figure looks at somebody who's just, as I can imagine, experienced who knows how many weeks, months, or years of trauma, just sees a smile that has only love behind it. Yeah, yeah. You know, only charity behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a what a relief that must be, but also to be able to sink into the arms of someone who loves you as a person and yeah. not as an object. You know. Well, yeah. especially as you accl- acclimate or reacclimate to what is normal, because right. I mean, if they're the average age is thirteen, they're still developing yeah. like neurologically. Yes. So you know, depending on how long they've actually been in a trafficking situation they might not comprehend that what they were experiencing wasn't normal. Yeah. You know? Right. And so it That's takes right. time to reacclimate to, to what to, that environment might them, be. Yeah. 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 To reteach yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something. So what Father Jeff does in addition to being the pastor of a parish and a mission, uh, is he spends much of his time raising the half million dollar budget to keep the house fully functioning every year. Mm-hmm. And he wants to add more religious sisters, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps even greater capacity. Yeah. Uh, and that's really that's really quite something. Um, and, and what a great gift of the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. to place this. Um, I mean, because knowing Father Jeff, he, he knew he needed to do something important. The Holy Spirit placed yeah. that on his heart. Um, but with so many of his as priests, we have an idea of what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit says, no, no, it's, it's this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he simply said yes. Um, it, now, he doesn't take state or federal funding. Mm. But uh, as it happens, one of his biggest allies happens to be our present governor, uh, mm. John Bell Edwards, who, along with his wife, Donna, have taken an interest in the work of Metanoia Manor. And he was at Father Jeff's uh, 40th anniversary mm. today. Um, he's proven to be, and we can say this, he's proven to be pro-life, mm-hmm. uh, uh, signing the heartbeat bill mm-hmm. um, into, uh, into force. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just this like, past week, yeah. just mm-hmm. this past week uh, on our calendar, and um, so not only is there is there some government uh, involvement in, in a good sense, but the head of state police, the sheriff's association, local law enforcement, they all serve on the board for Metanoia Manor because they know how important this is to the well functioning of a mm-hmm. society right. too. Yeah. Remember, police uh, is polis, right? <laughs> the, those who are trying to find the right functioning of society in a city. Polis is a city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's the job of the police to protect and to serve. And so this is a way that they're able to protect and serve at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. So very, very cool. Yeah, you see how like, you know, I see in this, how many times have I started or tried to start my own ministry? Yeah. And I've been like, okay, I'm, I've got this, like right. I'm yeah. doing this. You know, you see in Father Jeff, his humility mm-hmm. and that he's saying, this is what I can do, yeah. but this is not, a me- I'm not, I can't carry this alone right. yeah. and for the betterment of the women who come through our, our yeah. doors yeah. you know there needs to be women who are going to care for them yeah. um, there needs to be you know involvement with all these um, you know with all these the officials police, yeah whatnot. with all these mm-hmm. you know state and local officials and I think that's that's amazing you know yeah. is, is to is to root yourself in yeah. that and some would say really only in the in the south right only in yeah. Louisiana there mm-hmm. there's a there's a hand in glove that that can happen between between faith-based organizations and uh, state agencies or local agencies that yeah. really seems to kind of um, kind of goes along with our, our common desire for uh, for um, for just doing right, yeah. doing mm-hmm. 
doing good for the sake of of of, of people, right? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I'm, I presume that it's that way elsewhere in the United States as well. But there's something about Southern hospitality that isn't just iced tea on a hot afternoon, mm, right. but that there is, and this is kind of proves it, that there is something here mm-hmm. um, and, and there's something to, to those things working together. Um, uh, Father Jeff said, uh, this isn't some political issue. It's an issue of human dignity. And that's really mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say, right? Uh, he says, these are not just other people's kids. We are all responsible they're all of our kids. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's really the takeaway from it is that, yeah. I mean, how would you feel if it was, if it was your child? Well, it is your child. Why? Because you're baptized. And if you're not, yeah. if, if, if perhaps someone, if someone isn't, then you were a child of God, you were created mm-hmm. and you have dignity because you were created. How beautiful that is that, uh, this exists and may it exist, uh, elsewhere, you know, it could, could provide a good model. And uh, so we'll make sure there's a link to that in our show notes yeah. for sure. Yeah. But in the meantime, we should let you know that we are the Catholic Underground. Yeah. Yeah, you've found the Catholic Underground. You have. Um, we're online Welcome at Catholic back. Underground. Welcome back. We're online at CatholicUnderground.tv. We're in your podcasting device uh, right now as you're listening on your commute. Um, and we're in uh, your ear holes. Indeed. <laughs> we're also on the radio. Uh, in the fact. most noble of holes. And that's right. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Um, and uh, I guess I should give a shout out to uh, to the Mercedarian Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament who mmm. uh, who say, Father, we, we listen to the program Aww. live. So, uh, Hi, so sisters. Hello, hello, sisters and mothers. Will you pray Aww. for us? Yeah, please pray for us. <laughs> uh, yeah. I said, well, I hope that the uh, I hope that the uh, the um, what do you call it whenever you can hear something reception? I hope the reception <laughs> is good. Hello. <laughs> Must be time for caffeine. Um, I hope the reception's good because uh, the transmitter is right in their backyard, literally. Oh so, yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. So uh, okay. hey, sisters. Alrighty, uh, our picks of the week are coming up a, a little bit later. But first, we want to talk about what happens when the com boxes go crazy. We seem to all yes. be worked up all the time, and Gosh. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just want to type something back angrily in all yes. caps. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a friend of mine who's not on Facebook and I'm like, I am so envious. The last man on earth. Yes. Right. right? And I'm so envious because it would take so much stress out of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all know, especially with, um, you know, with the stuff that's going on Mm -hmm. in the pro-life movement Mm -hmm. over these last couple months, things are getting a little vicious. It's been ratcheted up. That's for sure. Yes. So Mm -hmm. we know that there's a very out in the open debate happening right now about whether an unborn child at the heartbeat stage should be considered a child. Mm -hmm. Is this a human being? At the very least, yes. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Um, But there's there's a huge debate on what, you know, and and, um, we know, you know, this is taken to Twitter. Yes, and, uh, I mean gosh. people, and people are yeah. losing their minds, mm-hmm. right? It's not even like I wouldn't even say some of this stuff to somebody's. Like yeah. that's my question to you. Yeah. In your little com box, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to type something, is this something that you would say to someone's face? G- generally not. If if it isn't like when mm-hmm. I text people, like if I ever have to text a friend or um, or like anybody, and and I say I'm I love you. And then I add, and when I see you in person, I'm going to say that to your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I do, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like this weird, like you can be so vulnerable and like right. open, you know, either way, good or bad, mm-hmm. through yeah. multimedia, mm-hmm. through our phones, through our Facebook, through our Twitter, mm-hmm. right? But when we're face to face with someone, it's like, I yeah. don't know. I in don't which know. case it's a false vulnerability, right. yeah. you know? Right. And how many times yeah. have you like hurt someone's feelings? And then you've seen, like, it's so easy to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Write it, text it. Yeah. 
but you say it to their face and they you see the hurt mm-hmm. yeah and you're like whoa Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's bad right yeah. okay so that said that being said right um we know that this debate is going on all over the place right um and at a recent unprecedented really pro-life event in new york city's times square this was crazy right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which we know had had the the first kind of bill that came about legalizing Mm -hmm. abortion until Mm -hmm. birth Mm -hmm. right um a baby's heartbeat was heard with a 4d sonogram image displayed on screens across times square Square. which is yeah did you did you see any of the video footage of it Mm -hmm. yeah i saw like a brief video on twitter yeah Yeah. really something and everybody it was kind of like it was kind of like a d-day yeah moment where Mm -hmm. everyone was frozen watching the sonogram yeah Mm -hmm. so so that was beautiful, right? And then just a few days later, the interwebs were abuzz again, mm-hmm. right? About a Pennsylvania state representative who posted a video of himself mm-hmm. actually harassing a woman mm-hmm. and um, three teenagers who were quietly praying outside of Planned Parenthood in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I, for the first, well, one of the sm- one of the few times in my life, I wrote a letter, oh. Oh. a very kind and strong worded letter. But Get it, it. like, I've. I wanted to call him to his face, but yeah. mm-hmm. he's in Pennsylvania, so, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going on and on about how an unborn baby is not a person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? She, th- that's the argument. It's an extension of the woman's body. Mm-hmm. My body, my choice, like, this is what this is. Um, and But let's set aside the differences on abortion that we have, yeah. right? And let's just talk about respect of people, of mm-hmm. human yeah. beings. Yeah. Because this right. this covers uh, a broad swatch right. of, uh, of of things, right? Yeah. Not not just a what what a moral issue that has become a political issue, right. but the notion of really truly respecting others, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of respect that can lead us to look at one another differently, right? That idea that when you hurt someone and you see the pain on their face, or when you say something beautiful to them, yeah. and you see the joy in their eyes, how that changes them and you, mm-hmm. right? And so um, just recently, Jean Vanier, right? Vanier, Ooh. yeah. He's the founder um, in France of the L'Arche community, a, a community for people living with disabilities. Mm-hmm. He died um, at, at 90 earlier this month. And some of the things, I, I didn't know some of the things that he, oh, had, yeah. he had spoken about. Mm-hmm. But he had some beautiful things to say about um, about about people living with people with disabilities, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe nothing was as powerful as the way he humbly lived his life alongside the men and women he served. Yeah, he was kind it, of a Mother Teresa type. Right. Yeah. It wasn't just a, hey, I started this community and I live in my mansion on the hill. Mm-hmm. It was I live every day with these people, yeah. right? And how beautiful the lessons that he learned. Um, in a book titled Becoming Human, um, he offered some key thoughts. He says, in healthy belonging, we have respect for one another. We work together, cooperate in a healthy way, listen to each other. We learn how to resolve the conflicts that arise when one person seeks to dominate another, right? How many times do we listen to another person with the intent to respond mm-hmm. rather than to really understand what they're saying to us, yeah. right? How many times do we read a comment and we've already got like the first five paragraphs of what we're gonna say back mm-hmm. and it's nasty. Mm-hmm. And we're not even thinking about where these people come from. Right. What's their background? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they bringing to this conversation? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and this may be as countercultural as it gets right now. Yeah. Right? Because we are not listening to each other. Yeah. There yeah. is no, you know, I want to sit down and, and learn from you. Mm-hmm. It's I'm right, you're wrong. And yeah. that's just it. And I don't yeah. want to hear anything you have to say. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if we are different, we must we must hate each other, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm gonna kind of 
I'll give you a real world example. Our clinic is right next door to the abortion clinic here in town. Um, and this week I had the opportunity to meet the clinic manager uh -huh. across the parking lot. Wow. And I was very nervous mm -hmm. because I didn't know what she would think of me. Mm -hmm. um, and I unfortunately had preconceived notions of her. Mm -hmm. um, and we met in the parking lot and it was a beautiful conversation. Mm -hmm. And, we, t and she, we both acknowledged that we were on different sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a better understanding of her mm -hmm. and what she thinks she's doing. Sure. Yeah. So you, you actually know? have a framework for yeah. having yeah. future conversations. Yeah. And there's, there was no like, you know, send this message across the way. It was, yeah. I'd like to meet with you, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and talk. As a person. Yeah, yeah. right? Um, so this is the opposite of our Insta comment, Insta slam, social media, mm -hmm. right? The opposite of our Insta categorization. Right. Who can mm -hmm. drop right. the bigger atom bomb right. in the yeah. comment box? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like smite you, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. exactly right. It yeah. is a like Zeus and his thunderbolts. That's like right. That's what Twitter is now. That's true. Yes. Gosh, I've never thought of it that way. But like, mm -hmm. I belong to a pro-life community on Facebook, and comment after comment after comment is, I feel so defeated. Mm -hmm. I feel so like I've lost 50 friends this week, mm -hmm. or you know, I've I, people that I thought yeah. were mm -hmm. you know or were of the, of the same thinking of me yeah. are, are, hara are attacking me and harassing yeah. me. And I'm, that's not to say, look, that's not to say that pro-lifers are not yeah. you know giving not, it as good as they right, get, right? Right, but it's just like you know. I can say whatever I want. I don't have to take it back. Mm -hmm. That's right. In you know? fact, uh, uh, Vanier says, imagine if we looked at one another as diamonds in the rough mm -hmm. uh, for you know, Aladdin is coming out in live action. So, I mean, that was the whole point yeah. of it, right? A diamond in the rough uh, mm -hmm. can right. be a prince. Mm -hmm. And he says, even the people we most disagree with on Facebook, the politician who most infuriates us, he says, we all have to discover there are others like us who have gifts and needs. No one of us is the center of the world. We are a small but important part of our universe, and we all have a part to play. And we yeah. need one another. Yeah. And he goes so far as to say, what we know, we belong mm -hmm. right. with one another. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, we are made to be in community. We're made to be in communion with people. You know, we're not made to live on an island by ourselves. And so, with that being said, like, we're all, I mean, like, it's so, such a cliche, I think, but we are so different. Mm -hmm. And, every, you know, like, not one of us is the same as somebody else. Mm -hmm. And if if we don't take time to recognize the uniqueness of, a, yep. of each other, um, the beauty of that uniqueness, then we are missing a whole opportunity mm -hmm. to grow ourselves, mm -hmm. right? If all I ever did was stick, you know, with, with Catholic pro-life people, and that's mm -hmm. the only conversations I ever had, then... I would I would never learn about myself. I never mm -hmm. learn about other people. That's right. And for me, that's that's a pu that's been a push. Is mm -hmm. it's a challenge for sure. Yeah. Now yeah. I mean, it used to be that I could just get away with saying I was a teacher, and now I have to say mm -hmm. I work next door to an abortion clinic. Yeah. And I've mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to say that out loud. And I've yeah. had some really good conversations with people who are different, who think differently, and they've challenged me. And I hope that I've challenged them. That's right. Uh, and that's where we are called to be, right? Yeah. Uh, as St. Paul says, to enlarge your tent yeah. because the Lord wants to be present there. We're the Catholic Underground. We'll be back after the break. So stay right where you are. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, 
and eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Welcome back. You found the Catholic Underground with me, Father Chris Decker, Kathleen Lee, Olivia Galino, Albert Dupont. I don't think I mentioned Albert at the top of the show. Sorry, Albert. He's in the ball pit. Yeah, he's uh, he's switching the video for us. If you're if you're watching us on Facebook or Roku or any of those other things on which you can watch us, if you're watching us on the radio, just trust us. Albert's doing a great job. And then Jeff Blackwell's up there. Uh, yeah, on, on the big satellite there. Uh, yeah, our picks of the week are indeed coming up. But first, we want to talk a little bit about fatherhood. Now, we've yeah. spoken about mm-hmm. this before, but it's important to kind of keep bringing this up over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Because we talked about the really the beauty of motherhood mm-hmm. in, uh, in those who are helping with Father Bahi and uh, the human trafficking apostolate that, that mm-hmm. he's heading. But then the other component to that is is solid fatherhood. Yeah. And it's a it's a continual kind of um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, a, Juggernaut. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's just this continual. I, for some reason, my brain is locking up. So uh, we don't want fatherhood <laughs> to decay. I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's, it's an good. epidemic. It's an epidemic. It's That's what it is. It's like I, I'm trying. Oh to, I'm trying to fish for words, but it's <laughs> so hard. Looking, we're all looking at each other, going. Uh, yeah. Father Chris knows so many words. It's impossible to tell Father which Chris one is the he's host going of this for. Show, and yet he can't do the. the I job. Google yeah. most of the words that Father Chris uses <laughs> oh, in a goodness. show. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I need some protein sources. So, Olivia, we don't want uh, decaying fatherhood to continue as an right. epidemic. And so Absolutely we not. need to find an antidote to it. Yeah. Well, and it's hard, too, because, you know, we see so many problems in the world. And I think that what we're seeing is symptoms of, of greater evils, greater ills. And it's, it's pretty easy to kind of pick out what those the, what those greater um like underlying causes are. Yeah. Um, but one that doesn't get a whole lot of press and certainly doesn't get a whole lot of conversation is this, this idea of decaying fatherhood. Yeah. And really like, I think when people are talking about toxic masculinity, which masculinity is not toxic. We, I hate that term mm-hmm. yeah. because masculinity in itself and its authentic form is beautiful and the world needs it. So become a better man. If you think that you know someone or that you are someone who struggles with toxic masculinity. Yeah. Because or at least it, use deodorant. It's a good starting yeah. place. Mm-hmm. That's also you if know. we're taking it literally. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's okay. It's normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think part of that is, is this idea of fatherhood and, and you know, the last, you know, two decades or so in the church, we've talked a lot about spiritual motherhood, right? Like yes. that we can thank Mulieri's Dignitatum for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're coming to understand what the feminine genius is and what that means for women as spiritual mothers. And I think especially too, that now that we have like women getting older and not getting married and still wanting to live out motherhood, yes. how are we supposed to do that? You know, so that it's, it's a greater conversation, but I think we still need to talk about that when we talk about fatherhood. Um, and I think that, you know, it really is a, an underlying cause of a lot of the things that we see maybe going wrong mm-hmm. in our in our world. And we, we have to go back to that spiritual sense of fatherhood first before we can understand how we're supposed to live out biological fatherhood. Because that's really the, the basis, I think, now of the, of the defect yeah. is that we simply see a fatherhood as a component of, well, that, that one is male. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and yet fatherhood at its depth uh, is at a spiritual level, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the the father of all is spirit, right? And so it's somehow we're we're connected in that way, right? That right. There right. is there is something that is revealed in spirituality first about right. okay, I'm male, but 
fatherhood is not maleness. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is something that you grow in and that you yeah. develop in. Um, and I think it's beautiful that we're talking about this on like a big ordination weekend. Like there were a lot of ordinations locally. There are locally. a lot of new fathers. There are a lot of new the, fathers, yeah, uh-huh. you know, a lot of new spiritual fathers. And, and so first of all, pray for them, please, um, that they that they carry that weight and that they do it well mm-hmm. um, and that they, they become they grow into their fatherhood. That's right. Um, but yeah, our, our kind of defective view of fatherhood that we have today, um, and we can say that we, we have a defective view of fatherhood, yep. um, is really related to that defective view of masculinity. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the last 100, 150 years have been pretty bad for masculinity in general. Um, and men really have been under attack. Um, not, you know, because they've, maybe because they've done, the, the history of men have, have you know, done it, horrible things um and that maybe out overshadow the good that they've done sure. um and so people have gone after that and so but what we get now is a culture that sees no value almost in masculinity mm-hmm. um and so men aren't allowed to act like gentlemen hold doors for women offer a coat in the cold walk on the the car side of the, st- uh, the sidewalk i try to do that yeah especially in europe yeah yeah, and it's we southern ladies, y'all. we like it. I like it. Look, and and don't ever apologize for that. Yeah. Like, I love men who are like, sorry, I'm going to hold the door for you. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I have, I have never apologized and hold there, there the There are men who will well, do that. And they'll, That's crazy. they'll apologize because somebody has told them, oh. you know, don't do How that. dare you? Yeah. Oh, I see. yeah. I don't see. ever apologize. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm not woke. <laughs> Well, and that's what Look, we want. We all want to be woke. And this is coming from two strong women. That's yeah. true. I can verify yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you. He uh-huh. knows. No. I do know. Yeah, no, and I, but it's a, an act of humility on our part as women to allow someone to to recognize our dignity as women and say, I want to honor that in the only way I can find how in this moment, right. and that's by holding a door for you. Right. It's not saying that you're not capable or that you're not strong enough or whatever. It's saying that I want to honor something in you, and I'd have to do it in a physical way yeah and that's the only way that i have accessible to me right now that's right you know and we as women have ways that we can honor men in those similar ways but we have to be aware of them and have to want to go after them but it first comes with just understanding what authentic masculinity and femininity is Mm -hmm. um and and you know so these conversations about men also get translated to to boys you know think about like boys are naturally kind of like rambunctious and and wild and mischievous um that's for sure yeah, I mean, and like watch a watch a, a toddler girl and a toddler boy try to interact with each other. Like she wants to sit and play dolls <laughs> yeah. and he's running around with his underwear like in his hand. Like, you know, it, it happens. Um yeah. but it's beautiful to see the 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 dynamism. Um and so when you know boys are are kind of required now to sit for long hours at a time, keep their hands to themselves, um and they have to learn proper methods of interacting with other people, but sometimes we can inhibit their like their natural vivaciousness yeah. too much. Um, so this kind of full-scale war on men really includes sniper attacks at fatherhood specifically. Mm. Um, so think about fathers are not allowed to, to be leaders in their families anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not really distinguished from mothers in any real way, um, especially like, you know, since children kind of have parent one and parent two, and mm. they're really in, indistinguishable yeah. mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and in response, you know, fathers 
don't mature into manhood. Sons aren't seeing a father maturing into manhood. Um, and so all these these cycles that are, are just perpetuated mm-hmm. um, and we, we can't really find a way out of them. And then it also comes into the church, right? Yeah. Because if the, the modes of fatherhood that we see in the world are things that the priests and bishops coming up and, and religious brothers coming up into the church carry with them, even yeah. if they don't realize it. Right. And so... And and we do too, as as sons and daughters, um, and as you know, wives and husbands, we bring these things into the church as well, mm-hmm. and it affects our relationship with our our parish priests, um, the priests who serve us in in the, in the diocese and the chancery. Mm-hmm. So the parish pastor, in a lot of times, um, becomes like a like a. I don't know, a fictitious head of, of some kind of mm-hmm. government body, you know, like he's, yeah. he's like a factotum, like yeah. he doesn't right. really have much power. He's just a like the figurehead. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's what I, I keep, uh, I, I constantly say to my people is, is that, um, though I am unworthy, I'm your father. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and there's, a, and I often make those, those fatherhood uh, connections too, because authentic fatherhood has to be understood in order for the context of parish life mm-hmm. to be able to be rightly ordered. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, and and think about fatherhood, too. Like it's it's a dialogue, but it's also like a legitimate authority. Right. Mm-hmm. Spiritually and naturally, it's a legitimate authority. And so when we treat our parish priests like they're just another like checkbox on the list of getting something approved. Yeah. You know, like, well, I asked father and then I asked the parish council and then I asked the finance council and then it actually happened. You know, like we're, we're not treating them as fathers mm-hmm. um, and really like everything from the music that we that we sing and during mass times for confession all of that now is being run through these committees that may not include our parish priest and, and, and maybe on the size of the parish that's yeah true. and yeah. and maybe the result gets pitched to him for approval but that's not the role of a father right, right. um so fathers both biological and spiritual are going through um this struggle with for for Authenticity. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. the best I way think I can think to say it. To put it. Um, and and the impact of it is is kind of far reaching. Right. So we want to talk about what are some ways to to combat that. What mm-hmm. are some ways to not only like fight against something as as in a negative sense, but to yeah. grow in true authentic um, right. masculinity if, if, and fatherhood. If something is perceived as being toxic, yeah. What is what is the solvent? What is right. the antidote for yeah. for for this? Well, yeah. it's always virtue, of it, course. It, it, it always is. And and you don't have to be a Christian to, right? to practice virtue, you know? And it's not a cop-out answer either, because I find, and this is this could be like a pet peeve of mine, but sometimes when people are talking about like a particular issue, and then they just kind of like default into like, well, you know, you just got to be a virtuous person. I don't know. It's yeah. just like... But what does it mean? Like, we don't talk yeah, about what it means. It's more than just being a, a, well, I'm basically a good person. Yeah. You know? I'm all right. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. I haven't killed anybody. That's, that's, that's one of the, the common things in the confessional yeah. or before somebody goes to confessional say, well, I don't really know what I need to, I haven't killed anybody. I'm like, well, good. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a starting point. Yeah. Love that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Keep that up. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and what's good too is, is I think that we're entering into a, a season, especially in the church of talking about like masculinity as mm-hmm. like something that is cultivated virtuously. Yeah. You know, think about Mulieri's Dignitatem, which if you haven't read, you should. Um, but it's a document on which the dignity. The, oh, sorry. 
<laughs> Kathleen. <clears throat> what does it mean, Kathleen? The dignity of woman. Yes. Right. Um, and it's a beautiful document, right? And right. But he spends a lot of time talking about Mary. Right. Um, because she's like the epitome of, of feminine genius. Mm-hmm. And so really like on the flip side, on the masculinity side, we can look to St. Joseph. He was not immaculately, immaculately conceived, but he was the just man, yeah. right? He was mm-hmm. just Joseph and he was the man that was... Um, uh, one of my favorite authors says that he was the he lived in the the shadow of the eternal father um, for Jesus mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is like the epitome of specifically the cardinal virtues is what we're going to talk about, but all virtue for men. Um, and he's the model of fatherhood for the world in a very quiet way. That's another mm-hmm. like big piece of it. Um, but yeah, so what are the cardinal virtues? Cardinal virtues, you got prudence, justice, fortitude and temperance. Um, and again, these don't get a whole lot of press because again, we don't really know what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> this is another problem. Of but you're about to, <laughs> Oh <Buckle> boy, up, <laughs> you're about to g- regret me having this topic. <laughs> um, Never. no, this is one Never. of the things I love and I love St. Joseph. And so like, calm me down. Just like, I don't know. Y'all going to have to just like slap me when it's we over. We don't, we don't calm Kathleen down. Why no, should we? I know. That's know? true. All right. Yeah. It's my turn. Dig in. <laughs> okay. Um, so prudence, um, which is not exactly caution. Um, prudence is actually called the mother of all virtues because it's, um, it's right reason coming into a situation. Mm -hmm. That's the action of prudence is bringing right reason into a situation. And a lot of times that ends up like the output of that is caution, you know, or like, um, being careful while you're doing something, you know, like that kind of, uh, we, we call that prudence. Men, if they're prudent, are not considered men in our right. society today, right? Right. If you go, mm, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Men are the ones who rush in where angels fear to tread. Right. Usually, yeah. because they're guardian angels trying to tell them no, but they're yeah. going, I'm doing this anyway. But <laughs> yeah. but prudence actually is 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 the mother of virtues, mm-hmm. and every man needs a mother. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like a little voice saying, like, uh, uh, maybe right. not. Caution. Yeah. Attenti. Attenti. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cuidado. Cuidado. There you go. Wait, what does that mean? Yeah. Cuidado is is Spanish for attenti. Oh, okay. Nice. Thank you. I like to learn. That's right. Um, But yeah, it is kind of thought to be not very manly, you know? and I think that is like a holdover from like anthropologically speaking, like how much time men have historically spent in war. Ah, You know what I mean? So like this tendency towards brazenness and yeah. just like mm-hmm. rushing into battle or yeah. you know things like that it, i think but, even a klingon is actually prudent if i might use some star trek parlance many of them are not i but the, the good klingons are the one the honorable ones are the mm. ones who are prudent Nerd alert. Okay. this concludes your star trek reference okay. for the show continue <laughs> so saint joseph <laughs> i like i wish i could engage with you on that i, I really don't know, know. but it's a whole different podcast <laughs> okay yes it is um but yes yeah, so saint joseph is really the the exemplar other than jesus for prudence um and we see him actually exercising this in the scriptures we do silently yeah which silently is really cool. yeah. which is the sign of like true genius and true wisdom is that when you don't have to like say that you're what you're doing but um you know take for example when he finds out from um from the community and from you know seeing mary when she comes back from um seeing elizabeth that she's pregnant Mm -hmm. right um and now this is where i'll like differ from some people some people say that like he struggled and like didn't understand why you know like he maybe he doubted her like all that kind of stuff i don't think that that's true because joseph knew above all mary's virtue 
And so he would have seen in this situation that if she's pregnant and she is who she says she is and who I know her to be, then it's for some reason that I am not worthy of and that I cannot understand. Hmm. And so that was why um, he wanted to distance himself and like quietly divorce her, not because he doubted her, but because he respected her. Hmm. And he knew that something happening in her was divine. Um, and that's, that's a sign of prudence coming into a situation because what is he doing? He's having to reason through what's happening and it's a, it's a startling thing for, even for someone as, as virtuous as St. Joseph, it's a very startling thing to have the woman that you're betrothed to, which is married, um, come back from a a vacation essentially and be pregnant Mm -hmm. and you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So it it takes a, a lot for, to even invite prudence into that situation, but then to act on it. And then to be willing to be corrected. You know, the angel appears to him and says, hold the phone. Mm-hmm. And he listens. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he allows his reason to be corrected. Yep. Um, so, prudent. yeah. So a good father knows, you know, when to, when to act, when to hold back, when to consider other points of view. Um, all of these things he holds um, with caution, with, with care, I guess mm-hmm. I would prefer to say with care. Um, so then justice, we do hear scripture calling Joseph a just man, which we think might be like an odd thing to say about someone like how very just. We often um, don't know what that word means either. No, yeah. we but, don't. Yeah. But this is where Aristotle can help us um, because Aristotle's definition of justice is that it's giving to every, giving to the other his due. Mm-hmm. So giving mm-hmm. what's due to someone. So it's not just for me to like slap Kathleen across the face because she has not done anything to deserve it. It's just for me to like thank Kathleen for being a good friend. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, so Welcome. justice is giving to someone their due. Um, and this is also like it plays in with charity too. Like it's just for people to to have what they need, the basic necessities of life, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we we do acts of charity to be able to meet those needs. Um, and so Joseph did this in his life. He first gives God his due by being a faithful Jew. He gives his wife and son their due by caring for them, protecting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he leads them in their religious and secular responsibilities. He had a job. He provided for them. Yep. Um, and, and all of that was because he had his deep-rooted sense of justice. Um, hmm. Fortitude, um, like bravery, but like in a much more like fuller sense is fortitude. Um, and you can imagine that like in their household, he's the only one who's not perfect. So anything he does, even if it's just waking up in the morning is going to require bravery. It's going to require fortitude and the will to keep going because if anything goes wrong, it's his fault. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Two sinless people in your household and well, wow. and you know who else knows that too? Satan. Yeah, he Satan does. knows that he's the only one in that house. That's where that's the point of entry. Yeah, who's yeah. perilous to sin. But you know what we call St. Joseph? One of our, our titles for him is the terror of demons. Yes. Because he is so um, attuned to the will of God and he is so, um, oh my gosh, like invigorated with, with um his purpose and his mission and his the love of his family that he is terrifying to demons. Mm-hmm. He is the reason that we only see Jesus coming um, like into public ministry like after Joseph dies because he protected them for thirty years. Mm-hmm. For thirty years, Preach Satan. It. Yeah, Preach for thirty it. years, Satan was was kind of wandering around and looking he, for someone looking, to devour. Yeah, as the scriptures say. But he yeah. couldn't find them for thirty years. Yeah. Um, 
so Joseph remains faithful, um, and, and especially he's an example for fathers when when you do face battles, yeah. uh, when you when you're forced to to have that protector role be brought right. into relief, yeah. and that's hard. When you're drawing your cloak over your family, yeah, that, that is that is not an easy thing to do, and it does require fortitude. Right. Um, we get the word fort from fortitude, right? <laughs> something that's impenetrable, mm-hmm. something yeah. that is that is well constructed, yeah. and that can uh, can withstand onslaught. Right. Yeah. And that could be something like even just remaining pure. That's a struggle now. Yeah. Um, purity is something that requires a whole heck of a lot of fortitude. Of, of, of manhood really yeah. is, is impurity in our culture. Yeah. I'm, I'm very convinced. And it's not just our culture. Gosh, keep going back. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it was it was uh, looking at others in lust. Oh, yeah. It's know? a perennial problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in, uh, from from the things that happen interiorly, but to the things that happen externally in the in the home. So obligations of work, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the home, like the the physical structure, your house, um, to fight against corruption in the church. You know, mm-hmm. like bringing your fatherhood into to yes. the pew. Yes. Um, Don't run away with your yeah. fatherhood yeah. when the when the church is is in a, a maelstrom. Right. Bring your fatherhood. Yeah. That's you when know? she needs you. That's right. Um, and then finally temperance. So along with prudence, temperance kind of gets a bad rap as like an unmanly or like a womanly thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's historically related to like the temperance movements in uh, okay. in our country, at least in like the turn of the century, because it was primarily women who were leading those temperance movements. Mm-hmm. But temperance is just justice when it comes to yourself. Yeah. So temperance is I'm giving myself what I'm due and what I'm due is having harmony between my body and my soul mm-hmm. and not letting my body outrun my soul. Yeah. That's really what temperance wow. is, and we all need that. Joseph Pieper said that. That's not me. Um, it's a, it's a, that's a very succinct way of breaking down that virtue, though. Yeah. I've never heard it that way. Because temperance, too, it's not like you know, prudence isn't caution. Like temperance isn't like modesty. Mm-hmm. It's part of it, but it's not all of it. Yeah. Um, and temperance is vital to to a virtuous life because it, it helps us keep our passions in check. Yeah. The passions that are maybe good, and also the ones that may lead us into things we don't need to be in. Um, and it directs those passions to service of God, mm-hmm. to, to what is just, giving God his due. Um, and for St. Joseph, temperance was a daily necessity. St. Joseph was not an old man. Mm-hmm. And the reason he's depicted as an old man a lot of times, especially starting in like the Middle Ages, is because they wanted to to show that he was virtuous, that he right. and Mary never had a, yeah. a, a conjugal relationship. Yeah. But we don't need to depict him with gray hair in order to know that because he had virtue. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he, he was chaste to the utmost. Um, St. Joseph in his most chaste heart. That's right. Um, and so he had the desires and temptations of a young man. He was probably in his 20s or 30s when they got married. But he, he knew how to order them to, to the will of God. And he knew what the will of God was for Mary, was mm-hmm. for him, and was for their family. Yeah. And so he, that, was, that was all he needed to keep going. And he um, did. And he did. And not only that, but he, he focused it on the family and to protecting her purity. Yes. Um, and that ties again, too, into, into him as the, the terror of demons um, and, the, and the guardian of virgins is another name that uh, we ascribe yeah. to St. Joseph. Um, Which is a great litany, by the way, to oh, yeah. Google if it's you so haven't good. prayed it. Yeah. It's so we, good. we pray it every Wednesday in my parish. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, you know, bringing it back to fathers, fathers are really called to live a life of temperance and purity and chastity but also to teach their children how to do that Mm -hmm. and it's not we're not just talking about you know like 
sexual things. We're not just talking about the body. We're talking about in every instance how to live temperately yeah. when it comes to food and drink and how you spend your time, mm-hmm. uh, how you spend your resources. Are you doing it temperately? Um, yeah. yeah. And finally, St. Joseph is the patron of the Universal Church of Fathers. So if any of these things that we talked about kind of like struck a chord, just pray with it, sit with it, uh, mm-hmm. invite St. Joseph into it. <laughs> That's right. Prayer is always. Yeah. The okay. answer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So maybe we should. Uh, I can pray this prayer uh, to Saint Joseph, and then we'll 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 move along. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Saint Joseph, guardian of virgins and father, to whose faithful care Christ Jesus, innocence itself, and Mary, virgin of virgins, were entrusted, I ask and beg of thee, through these two dearest pledges, Jesus and Mary, preserve me from all defilement, and make it always possible for me, unsullied in mind, pure in heart, and chaste in body, to give Jesus and Mary my holiest service. Amen. Amen. That's an awesome prayer. I love that. Uh, well, we go from prayer to that part of the show that we like to call the CU Pick of the Week. That's right. And for, for, for our first CU Pick <laughs> of the Week, let's see. Well, Kathleen's got stuff. So I guess we should <laughs> go. Man, it's show Come and tell. On. Kathleen. Okay. Yeah. Come look, on. I'm, All right. I'm just going to go because this is awesome. This game is called Speak Out. It sounds like a U game. Okay, it oh comes my with gosh. these mouthpieces. Oh, look. my goodness. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And you put it in your mouth like this. Oh, no. It's like the thing you wear at the dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, you say these phrases, and people try to guess them. <laughs> and you drool all over yourself. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. It is the funnest game I've ever played in my life. So it comes with these cards. It comes with 10 mouthpieces. Does it come with disinfecting that you wipes? Wash, yeah. Do we wash them? It comes with, like, like, you know, things to say, like waiting for the what what. And imagine saying that without being able to put your lips, lips together. together. Yeah. Hilarious. Okay. There's different versions of it. This one's called Speak Out. Totally fun. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. There it is. Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) Singer. So bitter. Okay. Well, fine. So, yeah. So, I I was just in Sicily with my family, and my pick of the week is cookies from this bakery, this uh, Peneficio um, called Tuminello. And actually, we have some Tuminellos in Baton Rouge, so I was like, oh. wondering if there's a family connection. Mm. But the company is called Biscotti Tuminello, and that just means like Tuminello cookies. And yes, that's does. actually what I was trying to recreate with these experiments. Can we experiments. Can verify that she came pretty darn close? I don't know what the originals taste like, but if yeah. you can imagine. The originals Oli- were amazing. Olivia has taken to her kitchen as soon as she got back from Sicily. <laughs> yes, I did. And attempted to recreate these cookies. I did. That's our Multiple Olivia. Multiple batches. Um, mm, but I'm these with my yeah. mouthpiece in. No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, my no. God. Keep going, Olivia. <laughs> but, yeah, so you can, I'm pretty sure you can order them through their website. The website is in Italian, but, you know, it's, it, we're talking about cookies, so it's a yeah. universal language. Yeah. Um, but you can, I think you can order them um, online, and I really, they're so good. They have all different varieties um, using ancient grains and... And, and all kinds of different spices and stuff. So, yeah, uh, biscotti to manello. There we go. Jeff, uh, you got a pick of the week? That's I do. Uh, Blink for Home. Oh. Uh, I had recommended this a couple of years back, and I actually have uh, owned a Blink system. But they've come out with a new outdoor camera called the X-T2, and, and actually the price has come down and the, uh, the features have increased. Uh, it's a customizable motion detection, temperature alerts, all via your Wi-Fi system. 
Cloud recording makes it easy to save and share recordings. Uh, you can do live recordings as well. You can pair it with Alexa and Ring Neighbors. I don't know if you're familiar mm -hmm. with that uh, program oh, yeah. oh. where a neighborhood can actually share videos. If they see somebody suspect, they well, share it with all their other neighbors. Uh, uh, so it's, so it's, it's like really, really neat. Neighborhood Watch 2.0. There yeah. you go. You're absolutely yeah. right. So uh, the, to get you started, the camera and the Wi-Fi module, which supports up to 10 cameras, is 95 bucks. And if you want to add on a camera, the $86 and uh, the come with the batteries uh they'll last two years and it's wireless and very affordable and not, dependable. not too shabby i tell you whenever you're talking about cloud recording i definitely need to eat something because i was thinking <laughs> why would you want to record clouds oh. <laughs> okay uh yeah it's, oh uh, he's broken it's, 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 it's time to call an audible and <laughs> we're gonna have to her. reset yeah really uh my pick of the week um because i, I like to draw and i like to write mm -hmm. occasionally um, and uh, this is uh, called Fabula, and it is a, a, a tool for storytelling. So you have um, a bunch of cards, like a, like a deck of cards, and uh, it allows you to analyze, to organize, and to build a story in the most effective way. So there are asset cards, so like, uh, who is your hero? Is there a narrator? Um, what is the concept and the theme? There are story development cards, so like, uh, what's the world look like? What's mm. the call to action for your hero? Um, what what's uh, what does he fear? What does your mm. hero fear? What is going to change his mind? And it takes you all the way through the writing process with these cards. And then there's also the editing cards. So if you want to add a prologue, and mm. you can put these on a table, uh, or if you you want to tack them to the wall, you can do that too. And it helps you to get a matrix going so you can yeah. write uh, a story. That's really cool. If yeah. I would have had these in high school, I would have been unstoppable. Um, well, I might have been able to be stopped. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so Fabula, uh, they also come in Italian if you if you need them in Italian and, and in English. Mm. And uh, and so I picked them up and I can't wait to get started. So now that uh, now that I, I've brought them uh, on the air, yeah. uh, I can bring them home and start using That's them. That's right. Yes. That's we'll put I it in the show notes for you. see them on the walls. Yeah, no you will. No extra, though. That's true. Oh, yeah. The mouthpiece. Oh, I won't be doing a story with that. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. You know, uh, Jeff, we're always grateful for our viewers, our benefactors, our listeners. Uh, I'm very grateful for them. And so are you, aren't you, Jeff? Absolutely. This week is uh, the Catholic Underground is made possible by folks just like you. Join the growing numbers of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com slash donate. And an important way to support us is to like us, heart us, star us, oh, and yeah. share us on your social media platform of choice. Yeah. And if you really like a podcast... Go by iTunes and leave a review and click them stars. You know, I, I think iTunes is about to go the way of the dodo. They're going to phase it out. Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, go to Spotify and do that, man. Yeah. We're on Spotify. Yeah. Our panelists have been Kathleen, the benefactress. Thanks, Kathleen. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Galino. Uh, our tech director is Jeff Blackwell at Jeff Blackwell SRE. Free tang after the show, by the way. Oh, We're yeah. celebrating tonight. The drink the astronauts took to the moon and the satellite. Our research <laughs> assistant and the leader of the queue and the crew in the lab is Jim Hayes. Our video and graphics director uh, this week is um, Albert, not Adrian Dupont. Dupont. Yeah. Albert, Albert Adrian Dupont. We need to, we need to uh, have an <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, I, you know me, I'm Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Instagram at Digital Catholic. Golly, we hope we've helped you cut through the noise and find the still small voice. It's not mine. We are the Catholic <laughs> Underground. We are Faith on Digital. And we will see you, I think, next time.
from the Catholic Underground.